Welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. Today's topic is one that resonates with many of you, stepmom guilt. Absolutely. It's a topic often overshadowed by mom guilt, but it's time to shine a light on stepmom guilt. So grab your coffee or your wine because we're diving into a conversation that might just hit close to home. Stepmom guilt is this complex mix of emotions that can show up unexpectedly in our lives. It's that feeling of not doing enough or not measuring up to societal or personal expectations. And speaking of expectations, what are some common situations that tend to trigger stepmom guilt? It could be anything from feeling like an outsider in family events to dealing with the pressure of being a perfect stepmom. Don't forget those societal stereotypes that make us feel like we're constantly being judged. How does stepmom guilt affect our relationships within the blended family? It can create tension and misunderstandings. We might feel like we're not doing enough for our stepkids or not meeting the expectations of our partner, which in turn can impact the overall dynamics of the family. So what can we do to cope with these feelings of guilt? First and foremost, practicing self-compassion is crucial. We need to acknowledge that we're doing our best in a challenging role. Setting realistic expectations is also key. It's, It's okay not to be perfect. Now we asked our listeners to share their experiences with stepmom guilt, and we've received some powerful stories and questions. The first one is, I'm dealing with feeling the whole not being there for stepson's first day of school. I decided not to in order to keep the peace with Karen, but I think he wanted me there and I'll never get that back. That hurts. That does hurt. It does hurt. And this is one of our friends. So she's been in this kid's life since he was like two. Mm-mm. So I think it's something like you could relate to. Like, were you there at T's first day of school or did you miss it? I wasn't there now. My husband was, but um, yes and no, because like her, I didn't go because I know Karen would have like thrown a fit because at that time it was like the worst that our parenting has ever been. But yeah, we did go to like full-time daycare before that for like, I don't know, since basically his whole life. So I had been there for like the first day of daycare, like after summer a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, So I kind of feel like I got that through that, but I didn't get like the first day of school school. And I kind of don't regret get going because I feel like it just would have created too much drama and we didn't need that then. We definitely don't need it now, but yeah, I don't like her. She's protecting the peace and I think that's the best move, but it hurts. It does hurt to miss that. It does hurt. I'm like, I came into the picture after both the boys had their first day of school. I really loved that when Karen moved them schools for like the third time in two years that I got their first day. So I took them to their first day at their new primary school. I walked them to class and I really loved that. I got to introduce myself to the teachers and stuff. Yeah. And I got big J's first day of high school. Oh, that's nice. So is this, um, is this person Australian? Yeah. Okay, I was wondering if her first day just happened or if it's in September. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the very first day, so she missed it. Okay. Yeah, that uh, that's hard when it's the first day of because ki- it's kindergarten there for five, right? Uh yeah. So this is prep in Queensland. It's prep, which is the grade before grade one. Kindergarten is what Miss Kazian. So okay. that's like your preschool. Yeah. So your kindergarten or no, our kindergarten, your prep are like the same thing. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, that sucks. I am sorry she missed it. I am too. But as I said to her, keeping the peace is best and you'll have plenty of other opportunities to be involved in the school. I am foregoing a big J, no, little J's first day of high school next year because it will be Miss K's first day of school. And I've actually already blocked in the whole week of work. Oh, 
And because I took a week off, so I've already blocked off like Christmas this year. I've asked for my boss to have it off because we have the kids. And Oh, okay. uh, she's like, oh, I saw you took a week off in January as well. I said, oh, yeah, because it's Miss Kay's first week of school. And she goes, oh, that's fine. I'll give it to you off. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's so far in advance. Like, she has enough time to prepare. Exactly. And technically, I only have two shifts in that week anyway that I'm asking for off. Oh, So okay. it's no big deal. But yeah, Right. I just... I wanted to be able to take her and pick her up. I feel like that's Yeah. important. I got that with Big K because I, you know, absconded from hospital at 11 p.m. at night with a baby just so I could take Big T Big K to school. So I feel like if Big K got that, Miss K deserves it too. I would do the same thing. Yeah, it's like a big deal for her. It's you know, first day of school, like real school ever for her. So And she I still think that's struggles important. with she still struggles with the kindy drop offs at daycare. So I mean, she spent like every day with you all day. So I imagine it's so hard for her to be away from you right now. so hard. But our next one is I went out on the weekend with a friend and I felt bad missing time with them when we get so little of their time. Uh, this I struggled with so bad in the beginning. It is so hard. And I still struggle with it sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, I need my space. Yes. I used to like, if there was like a show or something I wanted to go to, I would not go if we had him because I would be like feeling like I needed to spend all the time with him that I could get because we didn't have that much time. So I would miss out on stuff all the time. And it's like, it sucked either way. Right. It's like I have literally, so next Friday I'm seeing, so when this airs, it, this will air on the Monday, on the Friday, I'm going to pink. And then the following Tuesday, I'm going to blink and we have the kids for the whole time. And my husband's like, oh, you're missing out on time with the kids. I'm like, I don't care. This is me time. Like, Yeah. Okay. The next one is I always feel guilty that I don't spend enough time with them because I'm busy keeping the house running. That's that's mom relatable. guilt too. Yeah. I was going to say, cause I feel that with Miss A too. Yeah, like I feel it now because I get two days off when Miss Kay's in daycare where the kids are at school and I feel like I could have a home, but I can't have a home because my husband's working from home. So now I have two days to myself and it's like, I'm just doing house stuff. Right. I know. It's crazy how much running the house stuff can just pile up if you don't leave. You spend one day not doing it. When I was in the hospital, my husband was like in survival mode because he had never spent four days alone with the baby before. So the house was a wreck when I came home. And I was like trying not to freak out. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's okay. Luckily, my mom came and helped because I couldn't lift the baby for the first week. So um, she washed the baby and I cleaned the house like all week. I can imagine just because you're a clean freak like my husband. Uh, our next one is I stepped back because of burnout and now feeling like I'm not doing enough. That's hard, but you can always step back in. So if you need to step out because you're burnt out, just take that time and step back in when you're ready. Exactly. Even as a bio mom, like I have to tap out with my bio kids. Yeah, there are a lot. Kids are a lot. It's like um, Alicia did a post about be nice to mums and stepmoms because why can mums say that they need a break from their stepkids, but stepmoms can't say they need a break from their kids? Yeah, it's... I don't know. I've been drinking a lot of wine. I don't know if that came out right, but I know that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think you did it backwards, but it's okay. <laughs> I know what you mean. It is so frustrating because it is more exhausting to be a stepmom. It's like you have less control. You can like influence the kids less because they're not with you as much. And it is exhausting. And there's no shame in needing a break from that. I need a break from my husband sometimes and I don't even have to take care of him. So it's like, 
you need a break from people and that's okay them being kids doesn't change anything exactly it's like being touched out and it's like don't touch me like yes that's why i felt miss a is obsessed with me and need especially since i got home from the hospital she's clingier than ever and it is exhausting yep miss k since being in full-time kindy she comes home and she's literally on me yeah it is a lot Mm-hmm. She wouldn't even bring her own bag inside this afternoon. She had to be next door with me. Oh, <laughs> she right. probably misses you a lot. Well, she does. And then she just got spoiled because the neighbors have two old girls. So they literally loaded her up on like this Barbie table. It's like sort of like a bedside table with a drawer and all of these like Disney princess costumes. So she was in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I bet. That is so cute. It is. Um, the next one is my stepdaughter is obsessed with me. It loves me to death, but half the time I can't stand her. Well, that's pretty much exactly what we were just saying. She's five. <laughs> yeah, like I get it. I get it. They're obsessed with you, but they're annoying. Yeah. Whether they're biologically yours or whatever. Kids suck. Yeah, it's like what Madison very... was saying. If, if Madison said, if you can't say kids are assholes and you can't say kids suck, what kind of relationship do you have with the person that you're talking to? yeah exactly they do though like they are like they suck your energy there's they're clingy they always need something it's like we love them but kids can suck sometimes they can absolutely suck so this stepmom you can feel it it's fine yeah (laughs) um the next one is just had an owls baby in november and i feel i haven't been as fun since getting pregnant oh i wasn't fun at all when i was pregnant for anybody not even just my stepson like i was miserable half more than half of my pregnancy well i was sick for the first half of my pregnancy like i was sick until like 29 weeks it was ridiculous me too. So, my morning sickness was not exclusive to my first trimester or exclusive to the morning. I was sick all the time. Yeah, I was literally sick all day, every day for 29 weeks. Yeah. Me and too. I found out pregnant three days, three days post ovulation. Like, what? That was that's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, but she is like, she is a freak of nature. That's why we call her Demon Spawn because. Like, even with Big K, I didn't test positive until I was, like, 15 weeks pregnant. Yeah. Like, he appeared on an ultrasound when the doctors are like, you're not pregnant. And here he was going, kicking his oh, legs and his little fists my... like this at, really? like, nine and a half weeks. Yep. That is crazy. And so when I fell pregnant with her and I tested positive on a home test at three days post-ovulation, I only tested because I was vomiting. My doctor thought I was either pregnant with twins or I was much further along. And then I went for my first I went for my first ultrasound and there was nothing there. It was an empty sat. Oh my God. They're like, okay, you need to come back in two weeks time. So I came back in two weeks time and there was like a faint heartbeat. I that was is barely, crazy. Barely pregnant. And so that's where she got demon spawn from because I was sick from three days post ovulation. And like from then on, like it wasn't just, that is crazy. I guess like your hormones surged like really quickly. That is so yeah. crazy because so my, I don't think my morning sickness showed up until like four weeks and that's how I knew I was pregnant too. Well, I had no morning sickness with Big K. Like I just felt off. Like really? I just felt, I just felt pregnant. Like I hadn't been getting a period because I was on birth control. I had the rod and I was taking the pill, but I just, I felt different. And I had had that pregnancy that went undetected with my ex before Big K's dad that went through to like 19 and a half weeks. So I was like, maybe, maybe I'm pregnant because 
that pregnancy went undiagnosed, completely missed, like a complete blip on the radar with that one. And so you weren't sick for that at all? No. And then with Big K, I just felt off like I had really sore hips, but I just felt off. I was sluggish. I was tired, but my abdomen was really hard and my boobs were rock hard. And I was like, "Mm, maybe I am pregnant. And it was, yeah, an ultrasound that picked him up. And he was like, these ones? Oh, my God. That is so wild. But he had to have been further along than, wait, how long did you say it was? Nine and a half weeks. Okay, yeah. That's crazy. So he was more than a tadpole. It's so crazy how different those two are, like, that your hormones surge, like, so hard with with Kay. Did you, like, have a feeling it was a girl because of that? I did. Also, because she was, we were trying to conceive with her, so I wasn't on any birth control, so I don't know if that impacted it either. Oh, okay. Maybe. That would make sense. But seriously, I was like, this has to be a girl. She's like carrying my husband's demon spawn. Like I would be like, this is your demon spawn while I'm like. Um, And she's just kept the name because she is demonic. (laughs) And she's she's exactly like little Jay. Like I have my hands full just with the two of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's that's scary. She told me the other day, she was sitting there eating dinner. This was last week before the boys came home. She goes, mommy, daddy, you're not my best friend. Not big K, not big J, just little J. Oh, no. (laughs) My thick as thieves. Those two. That is crazy. That's kind of cute. (laughs) It is. Being snappy with my kids, bio and step due to stress caused by upcoming court date. That stress is no joke when you're talking about court. Right. I'm not even going through court. And if you're a Patreon member, you would have got the sneak peek before the episode started. And I'm snappy with both my bio kids and my stepkids right now. And I'm not going through court. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're just stressed and over it and it happens. It does. We need to go easy on ourselves because this life is not easy at all. No, it is not. The next one is feeling guilty about resenting an insane extracurricular calendar for the stepkids. More than one activity is too many activities. Yeah, I agree. I feel like two should be the max, Um, especially if you're in like a blended family that where two people have to like worry about getting you there. We went through a period of that too, where T was just like involved in everything and we, they live an hour away. So we could not get him to all his things. Right. And like Karen insists on the boys attending school an hour away from us. She will not do football. So he attends football here, but we turn around, we still make sure the boys get to school, right? So it's Mm -hmm. only fair that if we can get them to school living an hour away, that she can get them to sport an hour away. Right. So so we said it to her, doesn't work that way though. <laughs> no, but we said to her, you made it clear that when his training was at 5 p.m., you couldn't get him to training. Well, now that he's in under 14s, his training is from six till seven. So you no longer have an excuse not to get him to training. So you can get him to training on your week or he can spend training nights with us and non-training nights with you. Right. And surprisingly, so she came back with, oh, I can't do Tuesdays. So, but I can get him there on the Thursdays. So if he spends every Tuesday with you, the alternate Wednesday, he'll spend with me. Okay, I guess. Well, it doesn't impact us. It just means that we don't right. have to pick him up on a Wednesday when we're still picking up little Jay. And realistically, we want big Jay to have a break from little Jay because big Jay, I mean, little Jay is a lot. 
Yeah, that makes and sense. We want Big J to have the break from Little J because then he'll have more of a space of his room is his room because he has to share here. He doesn't have to share at his mum's. Right. But he also has to parent Little J when he's in his mum's house. Yeah, that's not fair either. So the less he's exposed to Little J's behaviours in his mum's house where he's expected to parent him, the better. And the more he's here without Little J, he gets his room to himself. So it works in our favour. Right, yeah. That is a good idea. But yeah, the insane extracurricular. More than one activity per child is too much. Yeah, it definitely gets to be a lot, especially if you're dealing with more than one kid. Yeah. Okay, the next one is I'm not prioritizing building a relationship with stepson. It has put too much strain on my marriage. I feel you. Yeah. Anyone who has joined our Patreon who got the sneak peek to this episode will know exactly what I'm dealing with right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if it's putting a strain on your marriage, then it's like completely counterproductive because if you work on a relationship with your stepson instead of your husband, then like your marriage is probably going to fall apart and then you're not going to have that relationship with your stepson anyway. So you may as well just work on your marriage. That's it. And I just... I just don't have the energy anymore. Like, I feel like if you don't love me after all this time, after everything I do for you, then just go. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It's really tough. Uh, The next one is like, I'm not creating enough of a loving bond with my stepdaughters, but that can be hard because, you know, I had not completely unrelated, but in a Brisbane mums group on Facebook, there was a stepmom who reached out wanting to talk about the fact that her stepdaughter has been like teaching her 20 month old brother like half brother to call her mummy and call the child's mum auntie oh that's not good and I was like girl that sounds like she has mini wife syndrome yeah that's not normal like I said she needs psychological help because she said this, like this, she said it's not the first time it happened. Like she even turned around and said she wants her dad and stepmom to break up so she can marry her dad and her and her dad can raise the baby together. And how old is she? I think she said she was like 10. Okay. So it's not like she's like five and doesn't understand what that means. No, that is it's bizarre. It is. And I reached out to her and I said, look, please DM me. Let's have a conversation because that is not normal and you should not have to go through this alone. No, she, that, the daughter needs like therapy or something like ASAP. Yeah. Apparently they suggested therapy for something else a while ago and Karen shut it down. And that's what I went on to say. Any parent who denies their child psychological help has something to hide. I agree. Because that's what we're kind of dealing with too. And I'm like, there's something else going on if they will not let him go to therapy. We'll take him every week, even though we won't have like our like technical custody every week. We will still take him every week and she's still saying no. Yeah, if you're saying no, like children of separated parents, children in blended families need therapy from a young age to help deal with the fact that they're not growing up in a nuclear family. Their parents can get along like a house on fire and they still need therapy because it is not a natural way to grow up. Right, I agree. They need therapy more so than the children that are growing up in dysfunctional nuclear homes. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt anything. So why are you so against it? Right? Like 
uh, Big Case just started therapy again and his therapist is like, oh, so why are you here? And I said, well, look, he's been diagnosed with autism. I'm getting NDIS funding for it. And I think it would be beneficial for him to get like a monthly check-in from someone who's not me, not his father. You know, not only is he now diagnosed with autism, he has the trauma of growing up in a DV relationship with his parents. And he knows that his parents don't get along. It is a toxic, volatile relationship although we are working on it like we're trying to be better for him him having that monthly check-in is going to be good for him and she goes I think like you're doing the right thing like that's a healthy parenting decision for him yeah it definitely is I mean there's no like bad that can come from it that I can see at least like he doesn't have any visible issues like he is a bit more anxious since taking medication for his ADHD we had the incident where he spent three weeks with his grandparents and told them that he'd rather die than do something that they wanted him to do and because you know teenage attitude is like oh I'd rather die because yeah that's I, we've all boys said do. yeah <laughs> and I said I said it to his new therapist and she laughed and she goes I have a 10 year old stepson I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was like, thank you. Like, I get it. I said, but let's address it. Let, let's just see if there is more to it. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not going to fob it off. Like I said, you know, I have mental health issues. I was a teenage self-harmer and I don't want that for my kids. Right. I, yeah. And definitely the right move to get it, like, make sure everything's good. But I think we have all said that, especially as teenagers. Right. Like I was at work. This is like after, after Big K's dad had brought up with me, I was at work and I was talking to my coworker about it. And then our boss is like, can you fluff the pillows? And she's like, oh my God, I'd rather neck myself. <laughs> and she's like, oh, there you go. I said it. But you know, yeah. I said it, I said to Big K's new psych, I said, you know, I don't think it's an actual concern, but his father thinks it is. So let's address it. I think it's teenage, preteen attitude. His father thinks it's something more serious. I'm not against exploring it. I want to know if there's something more serious going on. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with like hearing it because my, uh, one of my friends says, I want to kill myself when anything minor convenience happens. So of course her kids started saying that and they're her, she's not with her kid's dad either. So he freaked out that this like five-year-old said that and like, it was like, oh, we need to get therapy immediately. And they did. And like, I'm sure it's nothing because she just hears her mom say it all the time, but it's, it's always worth checking out just in case exactly and i just i like the idea of big k having someone he can talk to once a month have that monthly check-in if there are issues like we all know that he had issues about the fact that he was having a new baby sister Mm -hmm. you know like he said that he didn't think his dad and his stepmom had any business having another child because he feels like they don't cope with his brother that's so bad that he sees (laughs) He sees it, but it's because of the things they say. Like, obviously, they say to him, we can't do this because of him. We can't do this because of him. So he was overwhelmed going, well, great. Now they're going to have another kid and they're not going to have time for me. Yeah, that's really hard. So even just having a therapist to check in for that, kids experience different things. Like, I really wish I grew up in a blended family, but it was my nuclear parents, right? Right. I wish my parents took the time and the effort to put me into therapy because maybe I'd be a little less fucked up than what I am now. I completely agree. My parents are anti-therapy parents though. My parents, when they found out that Big K was diagnosed with autism and ADHD, hit the fucking roof. My dad seriously blanked out the conversation that I had with him and my mother when I told them the first time when he was diagnosed in June last year, blanked it out. And at Christmas time, when they commented on the fact that he'd been biting his nails, I said, yeah, it's been a bit worse since 
he started taking Ritalin. Why the fuck is he on Ritalin? Why is he on that shit? He doesn't have anything wrong with him. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, have you seen who his father is? Like, even his father has recognized his inattentiveness. Yeah. And I mean, so many people from that generation think that those are made up. Like, I don't know what the word is there. Conditions. but But they had no issue in little J being diagnosed autistic and ADHD because he's oh, really? a naughty boy because he's a naughty boy. So it makes sense for him. Oh, that's, that's weird. Because remember back in the day when we were growing up, the boomers thought that all of Gen X and Gen Y, if you were a naughty kid, you had ADHD. That's what yeah. ADHD meant. Right. So that's it was true. No, no surprise to them. Right. But, but big K, like I get it. He is gifted, but he's inattentive. Yeah. He needs medication to switch his brain on, whereas little J needs medication to calm his, like, slow his brain down. Right. It definitely shows up differently. And because they don't, they no longer, for anyone who listened to the episode I did with Jocelyn, I'll try not to carry on too much about this because we have done an episode on it, but they no longer use ADD and ADHD. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's all ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and then there's three variants. You've got your inattentive, your hyperactive, and your combo. Right. Like, well, well, it's kind of like technically four if you want to go with it because you've got hyperactive, inattentive, impulsive combo because Big J is inattentive, impulsive. Oh. Big K is just inattentive, whereas Little J is combo. He's got all three. He's inattentive, he's hyperactive, and he's um, impulsive. That makes sense. So I got a little sidetracked there, but hopefully some informative information for everyone. Yeah. The next one is kids not hanging out with friends when at dad's house. We live 10 blocks away from bio moms. Is it because um, of like the time, like how much time dad has? I don't get Possibly, why. Possibly, but I, I don't see why either. Like, so we live an hour away from where the boys go to school and they still have time with their friends. Like if they get invited to a friend's place, we make it happen. We invite friends here. Although the boys don't like to bring their friends here because they feel like they're like they're missing out on time with dad. Yeah. He has rarely asked to have friends over. Um, we have taken him to a few like birthday parties. That's really it. He hardly ever wants to like just hang out with somebody because we get so little time with him. I'm sure that'll change as he gets older. He'll want to go to friends' houses and stuff. But uh, for right now, he just wants to hang out with us and we're not pushing it. I know that... Big case sometimes, especially if he knows he has to go to his grandparents on the school holidays, he will complain that he'd rather be here because then he can have like sleepovers with his best friend without his brothers being here and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, maybe as he gets older, he can voice that to his dad and maybe that, you know, Big K goes and like stays two hours away from where we live. Yeah, and can't that's really hard. Have friends there. Like he's getting to an age where he doesn't want to be spending all of his school holidays with his grandparents, which is hard. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I didn't want to spend all my school holidays with my grandparents either. Me neither. Like we didn't even li- grow up that close to my parents' parents. Like they lived in a different state, but we always spent like one week out of all the school holidays with the grandparents. So we oh, get really? what- so back when I went to school, we only got one, two, three, four, five. We got 11 weeks. So now the kids get 12 weeks. We only got 11 weeks school holidays. So we would either spend like a week out of the June holidays, a week out of the September school holidays, or a week out of like the summer holidays. It would be split up like one week a year would be with mom's parents and the other week with dad's parents. Oh, okay. That's funny. We never did any of that. My grandparents lived like far away and we all went as a family to Florida and spent the week. 
um, in the spring. And then my grandma from my mom's side who lived only a couple hours away came down all the time. But we never really like went and just hung out there. No, so like my parents would literally pack us up in the car, drive us there. So they'd get up at like four in the morning, dump us there early in the morning and drive home without us. And then they'd come back and pick us up a week later. I would do the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I try and dump my kids on my mom whenever I can. Oh my God. <laughs> another another thing. So talking about the babysitter that we need in June, I messaged my mom and my dad and her are going to be away. So I said to my husband, you need to get in quick with your mom before your brother books hit books her in for because they're going to the same show to see Jerry Seinfeld oh so you need to get in with your mum before your brother does yeah. and she came back with this long-winded post about why she can't do it because she's 73 not 63 and blah 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 blah. and he's like mum it's literally just overnight it's not all day and all night right and the kids are going to be in bed we just need an adult at home with them and I don't know if he got a response, but he said that if she responded, he was going to come back with, well, I guess Big J will babysit and hopefully keep the baby alive. <laughs> I was going to say, because three out of four of them are like old enough to like, like take care of themselves almost. Right. And it's literally feeding dinner, bathing, putting to bed. That's all that's required. Right. Apparently that's too much for her, but I bet, I bet any money she'll watch my nieces that night. Oh my God, I'd be so mad. It's just typical of her. It's absolutely typical of her. It sucks. The next one is that I won't have a long-term effect on my stepsons. Yeah, I, get that. I do too. I was actually talking to someone today who wants to come on our podcast. Her Instagram handle is Beck Silver. And oh yeah. I don't know if you've connected with her, but I have. And she's, um, say this in the nicest way, a mature age stepmom. Like she's older than us. Her kids have all grown up. Her stepkids have all grown up. And I was talking to her today. You can go through, because we're messaging in the RHK inbox. So you can go through the messages, but we're talking about how it wasn't until like her stepsons grew up that they realized that she wasn't the bad person. And that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like that like definitely happens a lot. As I said, I feel like she needs to come on the podcast and she's like, oh, I'm not an expert. And I said, none of us are experts, <laughs> no. but we're literally just gauging off everyone else's mistakes and lessons learned. And yeah. I, feel like, I feel like hearing from you, someone who's come out the other side is going to be helpful to the stepmoms because we have a lot of a younger demographic that listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I look, up to, I look up to all the women that have been through the trenches before us, right? Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, it's reassuring to know that, like, it's going to be okay at some point, even if you're in, like, the thick of it right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. The next one is that they go back to High Conflict by a mom's house who does nothing with them and they know it. That's, like, what you were saying earlier. Yeah, it really is. Like, they do nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Right. And it's frustrating because then they, like, feel, like, this loyalty bind to her. Right. Yeah. The loyalty bonds to like, I think moms in general, uh, especially for young kids is like rough. I know I had it. Um, but I like to think that a lot of them grow out of it if their mom's not like high conflict, but she is and there's something else going on probably. Yeah. The mm -hmm. next one is why am I looking after her while her mom's on a holiday and her dad's at work? There's nothing to feel guilty about there. Like, yeah, that's not your responsibility. If it's not what you want to do, then you don't have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Then it's the parents' responsibility to get childcare. Absolutely. Uh, the next one is trying to love them like my own. It just doesn't make sense, even if I do love her so much. I agree. I know, like that, it's like a hot take, but. 
before I had my own, I was like, I don't know if I love him like my own because I have nothing to compare it to. But now I do. And I don't love them the same way. And it's not to say I love him less. It's just I don't love him like he's mine. And, and like you've said before, you love all your kids differently. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Like we shouldn't be putting pressure on ourselves. Like I say that I love my stepkids like they're my own because I love my barrio kids differently. There's different things I love about them. I have a different bond with them. Their births were different. You know, they say the way you birth a child is different. Like I feel mm -hmm. a more disconnected bond with Big K than I do to Little K because Big K was a traumatic cat 2 C-section, like emergency right. C-section, whereas Miss K was a spontaneous vaginal VBAC. Like the birth itself makes my bond with my children differently. I was at exactly, home with her yeah. for three years. I worked from when Big K was four months old. So I say, yes, I love them like my, they're my own, but I love my own biological children differently. Exactly. And it's like when we did that collab with Scarlett, one of the things I said in that when we did the whole we're stepmoms thing, so it was different to the reel that we did ourselves. And I said, we're stepmoms. We're expected to love our stepkids like they're our own. If we do, we're overstepping. But if we don't, we're the wicked stepmom, right? Exactly. There's no right or wrong answer here. Yeah. So don't even put pressure on yourself to love them like your own. Just love them in general. Treat them well. And that's all you need. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Feeling out touched by stepdaughter who is so lovingly obsessed with my pregnancy. So sweet but so much. That is so hard, especially when you're pregnant and like everything pisses you off. At least that's that was my experience. I hated being touched by people when I was pregnant with Big K. I hated being touched like my entire pregnancy. I like didn't want anyone to touch me. <laughs> with Miss K, I think it was just the whole experience was different. So I was really mm. proud to show off my baby bump. I wanted people to touch my belly. I was so proud, whereas I was made to feel guilty because Big K was conceived out of wedlock. And right. Everyone had their opinions, so I was so ashamed, and I felt like I couldn't be happy because I was broke, and I was having a baby to someone who didn't have a job, and I was still living at home with my parents, and everyone made me feel like shit. So I was right. like, hide my baby bump, don't touch my baby bump. But with Miss K, I was like, flaunt it. You can touch my baby bump. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's so it's, I'm sure it depends. And it's just so different. It is. Being a better stepmom than stepson's high conflict bio mom, but needing to take a step back and protect my mental health. Take your step back. Like we said earlier, you could always step back in. Absolutely. Take a step back. Don't get to where I'm at, where I'm screaming at my stepson because I am so frustrated that he can still love his incompetent mother and completely disregard everything that I do for him. Yeah. Yeah. You can so get there uh, pretty quickly. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to know what that is, join our Patreon and you can find out. Yeah. You hear the whole story. <laughs> These stories are so relatable, and it's a reminder that these feelings are so normal. You are not alone on this roller coaster. Absolutely, and thank you for joining us today. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or want to share your story, connect with us on social media at Raising His Kids. And don't forget to check out our Patreon for exclusive content and perks. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.